Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navaradegis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. Today on our broadcast, we had the opportunity to feature an interview with someone who, according to a so-called journalist at a fairly well-known Greek online news outlet, does not exist. Deborah Berman-Santana, the retired professor whom we heard earlier, apparently is not a real person, but a figment of my imagination, someone who I created to make it seem like the Alagos Radio has a larger following on the internet. This from a journalist who has had articles about Greece featured on the front page of the New York Times. Just so you have an idea idea of the quality of journalists who are doing reporting from Greece. In any event, those of you who did hear our interview today with Deborah Berman-Santana can clearly tell that she is, in fact, a real person. And those of you who have been following our broadcasts all this time surely know that this is a real radio program, one that differs quite significantly from most of the corrupt media outlets based in Greece and the Greek diaspora. I don't think it would be too much of an exaggeration to state that few, if any, Greek radio programs have ever featured an interview on the topic that we cover today about Puerto Rico a land which has been colonized for over 500 years and which today is experiencing an economic crisis which, unlike Deborah Berman-Santana, is fake, a creation of Puerto Rico's colonial masters, the United States of America, who are now sending the bill for this crisis to the occupied peoples of this island nation. Why should we care about this, though? This is a radio program about Greece, not Puerto Rico, right? And yet, what is happening in Puerto Rico and in many other countries just like Puerto Rico concerns us all. It concerns us because there are tremendous similarities in terms of the political and e- economic aspects of the so-called crisis that is being experienced in both Greece and Puerto Rico, and in terms of what the political response to these crises has been. Even more so, it concerns us because it demonstrates something which many in Greece and the Greek community easily forget that the crisis in Greece is not because Greeks are lazy, uncompetitive, spendthrift, ouzo-drinking losers who don't produce anything except maybe feta and olives. We are talking about a global phenomenon, artificial crises which are created by specific global powers and decision makers and institutions, which will then create the conditions in which harsh anti-democratic austerity measures are then imposed. And these measures that are enforced just so happen to be exactly the same everywhere, in Greece, in Puerto Rico, in Argentina prior to 2001, and in Spain, Portugal, Cyprus, Ireland, and Italy today. Indeed, the similarities are quite striking between the two nations. Puerto Rico, for instance, does not have the right to make economic agreements with other countries without Washington's approval. The same is true in the case of Greece, thanks to its membership in a European Union and the European Common Market. The people of Puerto Rico have been terrorized into believing that if they advocate for their independence, that all sorts of horrors and disasters will follow, that they will not be able to survive as an independent country. The same exact thing is said about Greece and what will supposedly happen if the country leaves the European Union and the Eurozone. Puerto Rico has been a location of numerous American bases and military activities, and such is the case with Greece as well, with the current supposedly progressive leftist government now considering a proposal to allow a U.S. drone base to operate in a country. 
In Puerto Rico, the people are told that the island does not produce anything, that they are lazy and unproductive and uncompetitive, and the exact same things have been said about Greece, both by the supposedly civilized allies of Greece and Europe, and also by numerous self-hating Greeks. In Puerto Rico, children are not taught the island's history in their schools, and the same is now happening in Greece, where school children are taught that they are European first and then Greek, a statement which was also uttered by the supposedly heroic former finance minister Yanis Varoufakis. In Puerto Rico, vulture funds have come in and purchased a substantial portion of the colonial debt, and something very similar has happened in Greece as well. In Puerto Rico, a higher tax rate on private tutoring services was initially proposed, just like in Greece recently, and in both cases, the tax was then temporarily withdrawn to make it seem like their respective governments are responsive to the people's concerns. There is a huge brain drain of young and educated graduates leaving Puerto Rico, and the same exact phenomenon is taking place these past several years in Greece and has happened many times in the past as well. In Puerto Rico, the people have been conditioned to a large extent to prefer imported products, and the same thing has happened in Greece as well, as the so-called Western way of life has come into a country where self-loathing is an eternal trait. In Puerto Rico, there have been cuts to wages, to social services, to education, with many schools having been shut down. There have been numerous privatizations, while new so-called structural adjustment proposals are calling for the elimination of the minimum wage for young people, even higher taxes, and more privatizations. The same exact measures, in other words, that have been enforced and are still being enforced in Greece. And just for the record, these similarities don't just exist between Greece and Puerto Rico. The same exact policies have been enforced in Argentina, in Brazil, in Bolivia, in Venezuela, in Mexico, in Indonesia, in South Korea, in Egypt, in Moldova, in Ukraine today under the country's US, NATO, and EU-supported neo-Nazi government, in Romania, in Chile under the Pinochet dictatorship, in Zaire, and in numerous other countries that have fallen victim to the so-called assistance provided to them by the International Monetary Fund, the same IMF which the Greek government and the supposedly heroic Yanis Varoufakis consider the good cop and a friend and ally of Greece. In the meantime, the government of hope and change, which was recently re-elected in Greece, is now set to raise taxes some more, to force the self-employed to pay 100% of their income tax in advance, and is moving forward with the privatization of 14 airports for the next 50 years in exchange for 2.1 billion euros, even though just last year alone, these airports made 447 million euros in profit. This same full leftist government will permit foreclosures of primary residences with without a hearing, is raising taxes and reducing tax breaks for farmers instead of promoting the country's agricultural sector, will further reduce the heating oil subsidy even though over 80% of the country's households have already been forced to go without heating oil due to previous reductions in the subsidy, while the government is obliged to pass a slate of 48 new austerity measures by October 15th. And in the near future, the passage of the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership, the European counterpart to the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which the U.S. version of Hope and Change Barack Obama recently agreed to, will become a reality in Europe, giving multinational corporations unprecedented powers over sovereign countries and supranational bodies, while adding millions of additional people to the ranks of the unemployed.
Ah, but I forgot. Syriza's member of parliament, Yorgos Varemenos, recently stated that there are no unemployed persons, but rather people who are economically inactive. I can't wait to see Greece's economically inactive go and vote for Syriza for a third time in a few months when elections will likely be held again. All of these policies are being rammed through in the name of Greece remaining in the Eurozone and retaining the so-called European dream, to remain in the same European Union which is contributing to the ongoing carnage in the Middle East and which also has blood on its hands through the economic and political destruction of Greece. And I have to say I am personally ashamed. Ashamed of the current state of Greece, ashamed of a significant percentage of the Greek people, and especially the young people, those of my generation who consider themselves European and not Greek, who leave Greece and hide the fact that they are even Greek, who are completely apolitical and indifferent, and all of this with the blessings of their parents, who really have no clue what is happening outside their country's borders, but think they do because they follow the trashy, pro-austerity media outlets of Greece, and then run out and vote, again, for those same politicians which are piece by piece dismantling the country, voting for them in exchange perhaps for a favor of some kind, instead of opening their eyes to what is happening in Greece and the world, and realizing which powers are in fact the ones who are in control.